Hello, this is Audio Art Hole 41, take 5. Actually, there have been far more takes. This meandering off the top of my head at the edge of reason, whatever, is rather is rather tricky because I find I just talk and it rather spirals down. Um, I, I'm, more, I'm more keen to let it go a bit, spiral up or outwards, um, reach with some degree of... Uh, hopefulness and cheer otherwise what's the point there's enough to ah uh, never mind stop us all in our tracks thank goodness prince charles heard my cry and yes he spoke out against racism and uh, good let's hope uh, a few more of my silent prayers to the privilege will be heard and answered i mean what's the point of privilege if you can't use it that way and that's what i thought uh anyway let's hope and, and, you know, as I said before, and I'll say again, hope hurts, but without it, it hurts worse. Ah, uh, yes. Now, I'm trying to think of things that have been fun. Well, Bonzo. Bonzo's great, the dog. And uh, his visits to my mother are, are really good. I go most days, and he gets a good welcome. Ah, oh, Bonzo. I love you, Bonzo. And the best, you understand me, Bonzo. Anyway, I do kind of understand that. And at least, you know, I've got a dog on a string, you know. And I think, I hope it's maybe getting easier. It's tough. Things are tough, but Bonzo is a, is a joy. And he's taken to playing the piano a little bit. And, you know, at a good session, there's quite a few notes played very fast with paw and chin kind of Jerry Lee Lewis style the other day he was running around tinkling like the tinkling of bells I was like what's that pretty but I wonder what it, what it is making that and I kind of followed him lucky I did because then there was <coughs> and I put my fingers down deep dog throat and pulled out a soggy ribbon with some bells on and just legible in smudged ink with the words, Happy Birthday, Ben. Yeah, I'd adorned a bottle. I was on my way to a birthday party, but I just got wiped out. That happens to me a lot at the moment. I just get floored. Oh, I do like that. That pun. Floored. Yeah, well, yeah, I feel feel quite floored. <sighs> Sometimes, but, uh, you know, up and at em. Onwards, 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 as my sign pointing in every direction said. Onwards, onwards, onwards. It is a bit tough carrying on, uh, sifting through all the unwanted stuff in my mum's flat. I've talked about this before, feeling like the custodian. I just unwanted matter. It's got a point to it, though, and a pointlessness. I'm quite aware of it. But as I think I've said before, for, fi for nearly 50 years, I've been in search of a lost father, and in the last few months I've been finding him <clears throat> and throwing him out by the bin bag. Passports, pilot's licences, letters, journals books, mementos, photographs. 
I kept a love letter written to him by my mother. I mean, one from one wartime stranger to another. People I never knew. And I put it in a book on explosives. I didn't know where to put it. He'd written an article on dynamite. My father was apparently very um, important in the field of dynamite. He understood it and sort of somehow upped the ante, made it more dynamic. Hmm. But he didn't receive or care to receive any accolades. My mother suggested that he was offered them and even royal signs of approval. But uh, he wasn't that type and uh, I think she'd have liked those. It's funny how many people of my generation, you know, very anti-establishment, have accepted OBEs, etc. And they say, for my mum. Oh, I've mentioned this before. All these uh, happy mothers. Anyway, he didn't. He was clever. He designed a, an, a, an amazing thing with my brother's Meccano set in the 50s, which weighed and conveyed. It was for grain. But again, I mean, he didn't get the benefit of the patent. But it is at the origin of all those weigh and convey belts. Where you put your suitcase when you travel, off it goes. But it brings me to thinking about automation and how he warned against the dangers of automation if the people released from the work on the assembly lines weren't given education. They'd be damned in a perpetual American-style entertainment like a land, like Disneyland, he used to say. He was very anti-American, of course. A lot of those people were. And I was very for it. There was a prayer at the time, there is a happy land far, far away. I remember my brother, when I was singing it, I learned it at school, saying, where is that land? And I said, America. <laughs> my father hissed. <laughs> he did have a sort of hiss-like sound. He was the one who told me that the goldfish memory had been made up by scurrilous American pet shop owners in order to sell this cruel idea that you could put a fish in a bowl and send it round and round on its own day in, day out. In fact, when I did do some research into goldfish, into goldfish memory, sounds rather grand, I think I googled it, I found out that indeed the carp has got a memory and studies have been made to show that a memory, the memory of a carp or the carp is, is quite a long-term memory. Ha! Anyway, he was interesting. My father used to make ginger beer as a boy, but he made it so violently, well, not violently, he made the, he made the uh, ginger beer itself so forceful it would explode the bottles which got on his mother's nerves. She put a stop to it. I'm not surprised. But I think of him a lot. I mean, you know, I'm watching all these old reels in the movie house in my mind.
and then I have to stop because I think all these old ghost reels can sap in one's reality have to come back to reality whatever that is ah no mustn't be defeatist um, and I went and got a really good good bit of help with you know now being in the now listening to Richard Wilson talking at his show which is on Anneli Judah and he was talking about really the interpretation of space the interpretation of space between these wonderful sculptures in space between buildings space between domestic spaces but not cast space as such not so sort of you know in, in a way literal but interpreted like drawing like drawing the negative space got me thinking of mrs grimmett my wonderful art teacher who i loved I, loved her stories told us about making paper dresses in the 60s and one trip she made to a party on her Vespa it rained on her and she ended up arriving at the party sort of naked and wet with a bit of soggy paper hanging off her <laughs> I love that very 60s very very glamorous somehow anyway she told me about negative space and I love that negative space is so positive no words, just draw, quite meditative, for me anyway. And and she told me about this artist called Bruce Nauman who'd cast the negative space under a stool. It really, like, amazed me. Oh, wow. I think I was casting, I don't think that's the word. I was filling a hot water bottle at the time with uh, plaster of Paris, as we used to call it. Come from the generation which filled little moulds of Mrs. Tiggy Winkle, etc., with plaster of Paris and then painted them very carefully. Maybe people still do that. Or they probably bring it back in those sort of retro shops. It's funny thinking of school and my father's fear of the future, which has really come about. This, this uh, uh, excess of information and so much sort of emphasis on fun very expensive fun, and fun at people's expense. Ah. Then I thought of Miss Scrivener back to school again and how angry she was at me wasting words and silly puns and bad punctuation and how punishing she was, all those pun words, punishing punctuation and puns, but how brilliant she was as well. I wrote an essay once on my reading of Brave New World and that great story by Ian Forster, The Machine Stops, I think, The Machine Stops, where somebody drops a pen and can't even, can't even remember how to pick it up. And, uh, oh, and I called it We're All Going on a Summer Holiday. And she said, the, you know, the, from the very, very start of the essay, the title was so off-putting with its feeble pun. I said, I think it's rather a good pun, Miss Scrivener. Anyway, I've been thinking of her with rather a great deal of affection and thinking how I once stopped myself. I, oh, I've just seen the time. I'll have to carry on um, saying this is the cliffhanger, what I stopped myself doing. <laughs> Thanks to Miss Scrivener. Anyway, thank you for listening. Bye for now.